This is the woman behind the business, featuring honest dialogue that advances and inspires women entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Angel Livis. This week on Woman Behind the Business, why brighter days are calling. You know me, I'm your host, Angel Livis, and today's show is going to speak more to your soul than merely your business. Throughout the first few weeks of the new year, we hear a lot of chatter around this is my year and folks purchasing diet plans and new planners as if those actions will be enough. Then we have some people who look at the new year as just another day to deal with their complicated, unfulfilling or mediocre lives. Wherever you fall on the spectrum, I want you to take some time to reflect on where you want to be and what you want. Be intentional with what you're speaking into the universe. You should be prepared to commit your mind, your heart, and time to accomplish that inner yearning that you want to manifest. For many of us, we focus on acquiring the degrees, the certifications, and other outward tokens that scream we're qualified. But inwardly, we're using those objects as crutches to convince ourselves that we are enough. Today's guest is a best-selling author, a certified life coach who specializes in bullying and leadership and development. And she is the woman behind Be Confident, Be Bold, Be You. She is my friend, Dr. Christy Monk. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I did not share all of Dr. Christy's credentials, but Take my word for it. She's well-equipped to go on this journey with us to help you answer the call to live and walk boldly in your purpose. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me a second time. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) All right. So I have so many places that I want us to journey throughout this conversation. Um, So if I start bouncing all over the place, just redirect me. Okay. All right. So... I didn't want to provide a deep introduction into your tremendous background because I want to introduce our listeners to Christy, not Dr. Christy. So I'm going to start with a very personal question. Okay. When you think of the word bully, what initial conversation or situation comes to mind? When I think of bullying, I think about um, the first time that I was ever in a role where I had full control of the operation. Um, it was about, eh, I'm going to say eight, eight to 10 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually came into this company and they asked me to oversee it. I had 26 supervisors and maybe 400 representatives. And so like I had I don't even want to call it a power, but it, it felt good to be able to build my team and and really create an environment where people were thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, along the way, um, someone else was hired and he would always say to me, they don't fire the team, they fire the coach. And I never knew what that meant. So I'm like, I don't have any performance issues. So I'm thinking like... <laughs> Okay. I mean, you know, so he's just saying what he's saying. And then one day he actually called me into the office and said I wasn't the person for the job and that he was going to uh, performance manage me. And I wasn't accepting that simply because I didn't have any performance issues. And he would always say things like it's business. It's not personal. Um, Prior to that, so I have to back up, I worked for another person and Unfortunately, my 
instances with bullying have been with men and mm-hmm. white male men. And the first one, he was more intimidated about by my pushback, mm-hmm. like me questioning his authority and what he did. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I got laid off or received a severance, a severance package and I didn't um, really question it. But then when I got to this other, you know, opportunity, not opportunity, but when it... <laughs> It showed itself that I was being mistreated just because of who I was. And I do believe that it was because I was confident in my ability to do the job. Um, But then there was still some lack from these men that she could be better than me. Mm-hmm. And so the intimidating part was to start breaking me down from the standpoint that I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not doing the job well enough. And in that moment, the second time around, when he said I wasn't the person, I was like, OK, but you're not going to performance manage me out. And to back into that from my spiritual side, God had spoken to me that year that I was going to leave that job with money. Didn't know what it meant until the day they called me in the office and they asked me, well, what is it? So let me back up. Human Resources was sitting there. And when I said that I wasn't accepting performance management and he asked her, he said, well, what can we do? He said, she said, we can offer a severance. And I said, I'll take the money. And they looked at me like. It's, you, you're just going to go away that easy. Well, one, I'm not the person for the job. And so you say, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to fight you on your... Proving to you that I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ken, mm-hmm. I can just give you my stuff today and mm-hmm. we can call it quits. Mm-hmm. So that was my first... Well, sec, actually, that was the eye-opener for me that I had been bullied, but it started because I decided to go back to school to get my doctoral degree in organizational leadership studies. Now, how do you differentiate or look at a situation and say, this is bullying versus they're just like, they just don't like me or, you know, maybe I'm just not the person for the job. Like, how do you really take a um, a non-personal approach to evaluating that type of situation? Well, first of all, you have to be really aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know until I actually did the research around bullying as to what it was actually called. But how you will know is they start removing you from key meetings mm-hmm. or they start taking tasks away from you that are really in your job description and giving it to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're being asked to do the mundane work like the, the stuff people don't want to do. So you have to start looking at how they're treating you. And the one thing about bullying is not covered under Title Seven, So mm-hmm. you can't just say, well, they're bullying me. Mm-hmm. And based on my research um, and the definitions that came out of that, if there is a perceived thought mm-hmm. that you're being mistreated, you have to address that with your Manage. person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the... Unfortunate part sometimes is that people won't go forward because they don't think that anything will be done just because that's the way business is done. Or if or they're afraid that if they do come forward, then um, they'll get pushback or lose their job for even saying anything. And there are nurse laws around that is retaliation. I think what it is, a lot of times people don't know what their rights are Mm -hmm. when it comes to how they're to be treated in the workplace. It's, It's more easier for people who are being bullied 
to walk away. Mm -hmm. And typically, it happens to those who are high performers. Mm -hmm. Because when a manager is intimidated by what you do... Eliminate the competition. Eliminate the competition. Now, we started the show off really being able to speak to people who are in a place of really wanting to manifest a change in their life. And one of the things that really spoke to me in reading your story about, you know, the bullying is that that person that I spoke about that new year, the new year is just another day. You know, they're still their situation isn't going to change just because the clock strikes midnight and it's a new um, day on the calendar. So how do you help that person reset the way that they're thinking so that they can change the trajectory of their future? Well, the first thing to do is to work on the mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, most people say, like you said, I'm going to do something different because this is a new decade. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's a new year every year. It's a new day every day. But if you don't begin to look at yourself internally. It's all about emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Are you self-aware enough? Where where do you where do you lack social skills, if any? Where are you weak? Where are you strong? And how have you shown up in the past? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of it is here in your mind first. And you can't make a change if you're not willing to take a hard look at who you are. But how do you take that look? Because a lot of us will look and we be like, girl, I look good. Well, and we just look at it from like this outside perspective, not necessarily knowing. Like, are there three things that we can say, OK, let me go through this quick checklist to do a, a true evaluation of my mental state, my spiritual state, my physical state. Like, what can we, we, you do to really decipher what that looks like? You would have to actually be ready to look at yourself. You have to own it. Um, and I think where my transformation came and why I enjoy coaching, one, I tell the truth in love. And, and I'm very transparent about my own stories because I think the only way people can know and grow and relate and relate is that you have to be relatable. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to be vulnerable, because most of us think vulnerability is weakness, mm -hmm. but it's actually a strength. Mm -hmm. It means that you're ready to look at the good, the bad and the ugly and not necessarily live in it, but be say, you know what? I did that. Mm -hmm. But how can I do better because I want better? And then you have to surround yourself with people who can take you there. Mm -hmm. So your same circle, the one, the girlfriend that you call and you say, hey, I got to go do this because um, he ain't answering the phone. Girl, where you want to go? Right. We down. <laughs> but then someone. <laughs> who will talk you up talking, and that My question would be, so why do you feel you have to do that? Mm -hmm. What has happened in your past? Because this ain't the first time you did it. Mm -hmm. Making people think like, why did I make that decision? Holding them accountable to think about their actions. And a lot of it is emotional. And when you make any decision based on emotions, it's going to always be the wrong decision. Okay. So here's my counter then. <laughs> she said, oh, Lord, y'all. But what if you lack emotions? Like, what if you are not that emotional creature that is just going to jump out there and do something that you know is a little psychotic? And you can check yourself on that, but you are completely emotionally shut down where you ain't going to get nothing from me. Well, 
we are born as emotional creatures because as babies, we want to be loved. We want to be held. You have to find where it broke down. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing, again, to be vulnerable and really take a look at yourself to see why I'm not emotional. Mm-hmm. Why don't I want to share who I am? Why won't I let people know that I really know this? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to sit in the backs of the shadows of other people? It's because something happened. But you have to identify what that something is in order to move forward. And a lot of times we don't want to, we don't want to do the work. We think if we change the situation mm-hmm. that we're in, and hop from here to there because I change jobs every two years. Or change men or women. Or no, I don't think I have to. Not you. No, but I'm, I'm saying just saying people. That. <laughs> that sometimes that's their answer. Like, let me just because hop I, from- I'm gonna change it because that's a different person, but you're still bringing the same you. You're the same person, right? So, where do you begin, or when do you begin to look at yourself? Mm-hmm. And you have to be open for someone to call out the things that you don't want to see. So when did you experience your first coach and what kind of coach was it? My first coach was five years ago and it was a business transformation coach. Um, And what I learned from that experience is that she was doing what she did because of the revenue that it brought. And she really wasn't interested in what it is I really wanted to do. And through that first process and after a few more coaches, I realized that this coaching thing really has to be about you wanting to transform lives, right? Mm -hmm. And what I did learn from that is I want to really connect with people to really bring out the best and who they are. And every idea that I had, mm-hmm. oh, no, you need to do this. Oh, this is what's going to make you the money and all that. And it stifled me mm-hmm. because it wasn't who I was. Mm-hmm. And so I had to then become to this place five years later as to how I'm going to structure what I do because I do believe in coaching and helping people transform and not just leaving you there like, oh, you did this for 90 days. Okay, bye. No. Now, let me ask you this, though, because I feel like coaching has become such a now thing, right? It seems like everybody's a coach. Um, Everybody's trying to get certified as a coach. And even I thought about it. But how do you decipher that this is a good coach because you've had somebody who you thought, okay, they're going to be able to help me? Like, what are some of the things that you should be looking at? Um, when deciding if you're going to work with a coach? Well, first you have to decide why you want coaching. Why do you need, why do people need coaching? Well, one, they need it to help them get clarity and to help them move forward with their God-given purpose. Mm. But I think the most important part to finding a coach or hiring a coach is understanding how they will align with moving you forward. And so you really have to know what it is that you're trying to do and really understand what the components of that will look like in order to hire a coach because most people hire coaches because they're emotional. So we hear you can make no six figures in six months and I can coach you through that. So people are signing up and these people really aren't telling their story. So I think the I'm kind of going back like I'm, I'm bouncing, but 
you have to be able still to relate mm-hmm. what my struggles have been and understand what it is that I need to actually get through whatever it is I'm trying to be coached through. But I think the disconnect is where people try to marry coaching and counseling. Coaching, when you're ready to be coached, you are mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. You need counseling when you still have things that you need to work through. through work, to work, to work through, yes. So I think that you have to know what it is that you need. So if you still need to uncover your mama issues, your daddy issues, these relational issues, even stuff at work, mm-hmm. you may need to see a therapist first. I'm I'm serious. I was the therapy. Look at me now. I was the therapy. I mean, because I really had to uncover what my parents said about me. And they mm-hmm. thought that I was a great leader. Mm-hmm. And I learned to lead as a as a young kid. Mm-hmm. And that morphed into my relationships, telling men what to do, you know, emasculating people and just sometimes just being straight mean and just saying what I want to say because I could. Because guess what? I'm a leader. That's what my mom and my daddy said. So, <laughs> so I think that you have to really be in a place to want to do the work. All right. We're speaking with Dr. Christy Monk, bestselling author and leadership and organizational development expert. Now, what types of results do your clients typically see? My clients make me proud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... I guarantee 100% results if you're willing to do the work. And every client that I have had, either they were seeking to get a promotion, they were seeking to get out of a relationship. I, I kind of do a whole bunch of stuff. But it's just doing do in the work. And the steps that I take are the ones that I developed from my own journey, and I call it the stay success model. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that you stand in your power unapologetically. You take control of your thoughts and actions. You assess whose help you need, and you yield to the authenticity of you. Mm -hmm. But, again, it comes to when you are really ready to do the work. And I think what, what, what I find most with my clients is that they struggle because they want to do one thing, but they have done something for so long, they don't know how to get out of it. Like what? Give us an example. Um, so like I had one, she actually was a leadership development uh, manager. I'm mm-hmm. just in leadership development. And she really wanted to go into styling. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't figure out, like, how how can I really make that leap? Make that leap. Mm-hmm. So then we actually had to sit down and make the plan as to, well, how can you navigate being where you are right now and still fulfill your dream, but not necessarily jumping full fledged in it? So when she did, you know, took the steps to like start her social media and doing all of those things, posting and going to events and making the connections, Mm -hmm. she began to build her platform. Mm -hmm. And once she saw that I really can do this, Mm -hmm. these people really are responding to me. She got scared. No. No? She did it. Mm -hmm. She she still has her job, but she learned to work around that because what 
I teach also is everybody's not called to be an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you don't have gifts that can help you make an additional stream of income. Mm-hmm. So in in working with my clients, making sure that they are really along the path that would actually lead them to happiness. Mm-hmm. And so she still could make her money doing what she did, but she also began to move towards her dream when she actually started putting the steps in place to actually do that. And a lot of the times we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. But I could teach her from my experience of working nine to five and then wanting to be an entrepreneur. So being able to balance, you know, both of those. The two worlds. Now, how do people know that it's time to reach out and and? get a coach and what type of coach to get because there's now business coaches, personal development coaches, organizational coaches, uh, life coaches. Did I miss any? Everybody's a coach. Well, yeah. health. Every, yeah, I mean, like, it's a coach for everything. You have to really be clear on your why because you can say that I think I need a business coach. Okay. What type of business? Well, I don't know. I want you to help me figure it out. I don't have the capacity. And I I think what most coaches should do, if they are truly interested in the transformation of their clients, they should turn clients away who are not ready. Mm -hmm. Who are not ready. Um, So you have to know your why. And I don't think you can work with a coach to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But again... I think it goes back to the to the piece of knowing yourself and what you're ready to commit to. So is it the accountability factor that you feel like makes coaching relevant and um, beneficial? It depends. You know, you probably like, she didn't give me none of my answers. And then the reason why I say that, because I have worked with several coaches mm-hmm. who said that we would, they would hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. But there was never any follow-up mm-hmm. from them. And so then I have to turn that inward to say, well, what was my responsibility as the coachee? Was I supposed to hold them accountable? To holding me accountable. Where is the follow up? Where is um, where is who who does the accountability lie with me or them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it should be holistic. So mm-hmm. I honestly think, and, and that's an interesting question because now you got me like, hmm, accountability. I think the accountability is twofold, but I want to say. When you're ready to get a coach, you have to be willing to also um, manage up. And and that's managing the expectations of the coach Mm -hmm. because you're only going to give them what they ask for. Mm -hmm. And if let's just say you say, Christy, uh, we have our coaching call scheduled for Tuesday and please bring your agenda items that you would like to discuss or complete your homework. Mm -hmm. And if I don't do that, then as a coach, I'm saying, okay, well, you, you don't care. You, you, if you don't care, I don't care. So in the accountability, do I say, do you say to me, Christy, I, I don't think that you're ready to move forward. Or do I, or you holding me accountable, you just continue to take my payments. And if I don't show up, I don't show up. 
So yeah, I mean, because it's not a babysitter's club. No, and you know, people have other responsibilities and other people who are serious. So I get that part too. Now. One of the things that you mentioned earlier is, uh, like, you have people write down, you know, this is where I want to do. You create this plan. How do you feel about vision boards? I love them because I, I, I do one every year. Okay. And I keep it right on my wall. And it helps me see how I'm tracking. Mm-hmm. But I don't get discouraged when I don't meet a goal. And the way I've done my vision board this year I have something that I want to accomplish every quarter. So I don't have this whole big old board of things. Mm -hmm. So let's just say I have a picture of going to Bali. I'll just put that. Um, I need to then leave enough space where I can put my action steps on what I need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm not just looking at the picture. I'm putting action steps into place to say, how can I make that happen? Okay. So, yeah. All right. This is our last question before we go to break. Um, When it comes to the methodologies that you use in your coaching program, you advise clients that they can improve organizational performance, individual engagement, and working relationships. Now, in order to achieve this level of success, what are you evaluating? I'm evaluating their core value system because I think that your core value system drives everything that you do. And what I find through understanding and developing your core values, you begin to then really function in who you are, and then you no longer accept roles that don't align with who you are. Mm -hmm. And that goes to, you know, being in a position for five years to find out, I hate this. Mm -hmm. That was my story. I did something for so long, and I was like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. But I did it for the money. Mm-hmm. And that's why I use your my the core value system to drive how we make the decisions as as it relates to developing the plan because mm-hmm. everybody's plan is going to be different. Absolutely. So there's no cookie cutters like, well this this is what I use for everybody. I got to dig deep and and then I use brain based coaching, and that's based on neuroscience and everything starts here. Mm-hmm. And as a coach. I don't tell you what to do. I help you arrive at your aha moment. But sometimes it may take a little bit of work just to dig deep because you may not. A little bit of therapy. Now, I throw a little, (laughs) but then I may have to refer you out. No, but yeah, so a little bit of there. So core values and brain-based coaching methodology. Okay, awesome. No, this has been great. Like just hearing the different strategies and tools that we can use to really push us to manifest the things that we have set forward for ourselves in this new year. Um, So stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Christie, but we're going to learn a little bit about some of her award-winning books. Stay with us. Are you tired of dragging yourself into the office while your business ideas are being left at home? It might be time to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. Join me as I take you on a journey of transitioning into a full-time entrepreneur in my book, Side Hustle to Main Hustle, The Woman's Guide to Transitioning into Full-Time Entrepreneurship. I'll walk you through my five-step system to give you the confidence, business structure, accountability, support, and transparency you need to transition effectively and successfully. To grab your free downloadable copy of the book, text DREAM to 31996. That's DREAM to 31996. 
Welcome back to the Woman Behind the Business Talk Show. I am your host, Angel Livis, and we are joined in studio with the bold, beautiful, and confident Dr. Christy Monk. We just wrapped up a conversation with her around coaching. However, now we're going to introduce you to some of her award-winning works, starting with the newly released Bold Moves Career Planner. Dr. Christy, what was your thought process behind creating the Bold Moves Career Planner? So my thought process around that was um, to create a tool and resource that Anyone could use if you're um, a college student looking to get an intern, um, re-entering the workforce, or just want to strengthen your resume. I was always getting all these questions. How do, can you do my resume for me? Can you do this? And I don't do resumes. I can guide you and talk you through them. And then also, it led me to wanting to teach people how to do a resume on their own. Because a lot of people go out to hire people to mm-hmm. do their resume, the formation of it. And these people are putting things on your resume that you can't even speak to when you go to an interview. Mm-hmm. And so you wonder why you don't get a job. So this, we're going to look at like setting your goals. Like, what is it that you really want to do? I want people to start looking at the Bold Moves Career Planner as a tool for helping them take the steps that they need to get a career. Because most people just look at, I'm just going to get a job. Mm -hmm. But we have to start building our careers as early as we can so that we're doing the things that we love and we know what it is that we don't like to do. So in the Bold Moves Career Planner, you have to Google yourself. Mm -hmm. In the world of social media, you think that what you do, you delete it, it, it won't be found. Yes, it will. And most companies nowadays are actually looking at people on social media just to see if we even want you in our work environment. Um, I think it's important that you look at the types of environments that you would actually thrive in. Mm. Are you a self-starter? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? So the Bold Moves Career Planner is like walking you through this holistic um, preview of what it is you need to put into your resume and the things that you need to consider when you're looking for a job. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, one of the things that I teach in the Bold Moves Career Planner is to take your actual performance appraisal that your manager does every year and take that information and match it up against your resume because most people will do a job description. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't tell. But you need to have tangible and actionable results. Mm -hmm. And your box will write that for you at the end of the year. Just update your resume. But a lot of people don't know to do that. Mm -hmm. Then also I look help you understand the power of matching your resume to the actual job description. Keyword searches. Mm -hmm. Everything now is filtered through a computer computer system. Mm -hmm. And you need keywords to actually be pulled out of that to even get you through the next level, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't take the time to actually structure their resume to the job that they want. Mm -hmm. And I guess a lot of people may not know this, but for every job you apply for, you probably need to make some adjustments to your resume. But if you get used 
to doing your resumes yourself and really thinking about the contributions that you've made in an organization, you really set yourself up to be more competitive mm-hmm. versus saying, can you format this and can you say this? And then when you get to the interview, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but it doesn't speak to you. It doesn't speak to you. Now, because, you know, a lot of our listeners are business owners, how would this toolkit be beneficial for the business owner? Well, it could be beneficial in the sense of if they actually are hiring team members, Mm -hmm. you can always provide some form of professional development for them. Like they should always keep their resumes up to date just just from a mere fact of if you have other um, positions come available. Mm -hmm. And then it also helps you understand their skill set. And adding uh, them to different contracts and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then even as a business owner, you can take that yourself and walk through your actual job and what you do and how it may help you to go look for additional contracts. Or if you're bidding on something, you actually can say, well, this is actually what I bring to the table and not always having to scrounge and find that stuff when you need it. So you can still use it personally. Would you say that the, the same methodologies could be used for the business owner? Like, I know you just mentioned, like, from the contracting perspective, like, when you do the reviews, like, taking out, like, oh, this person accomplished this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having reviews done by your clients and being able to use that as your, you know, for your white papers or whatever it is that you might be doing. Like, could it also work in that capacity? Yes. Um, actually, I have a um, space in there called No Experience, No Problem. You know, mm-hmm. when you talk about small business owners and they're writing for contracts, a lot of times they say, well, I can't write for that because I've never done I, it. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. But you may know somebody who has or think about opportunities that you've had where it may not be where they can actually sign off on um, past performance, but maybe you collaborate with somebody. There are things that you could actually pull from your personal experience or collaborate with other people that you could add to that to justify, well, I do have the experience. So no experience, no problems, always ways to write that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Just got to be a little creative. (laughs) Okay, so why is it important to map out your goals? You have to know where you're going. Mm. I mean, when you, I had somebody tell me the other day, my stuff is in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so how is that working? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We don't understand the power of writing things out and creating an actual visual. Because you can't see what you don't implement. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really important so that you can see what you have accomplished and what you haven't. And even this thing about this new decade, instead of trying to create new goals, which ones didn't you finish from last year? Or, like, what seeds did you plant that you should still be nurturing so by the end of the year you can... Going back to my word from the first segment, manifest it. Manifest. But the only way you can um, manifest is to actually have, as the Bible tells us, write the vision and make it plain so that Mm -hmm. those who read it can run with it. Mm -hmm. So then also thinking about if you write your goals down, whose help do you need? This goes back to my stay model. Whose help do you need? Mm -hmm. You don't know that. And you can't accomplish your goals solo. Oh, is that why you always be calling me like, yo, I need angel's help? I do. (laughs) 
I do. I'm not afraid to say what I don't know. I raise my hand. Yeah. So, I mean, because when you write it down, you can see where your gaps are and then you can actually assess where you may need help. Now, let's talk a little bit about your first award-winning book. Give us the title of it and talk to us a little bit about that book. So it was an anthology with Kim Coles. It was called Open Your Gifts. And in the book, I share my story about um, spiritual counseling was my journey back to me. So that was my saving grace. That's the first time when, you know, I talked about earlier taking a hard look at me. I didn't think anything was wrong with me, um, but because I was interested in dating my pastor, he recommended that I would go, that I should go to counseling so I could be the best single person that I am for when I do get married. And what that did for me, it started covering so many things from my childhood. And not that I didn't have a bad one, so Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm saying, but just how our um, environments can shape who we become, but it's not necessarily who God created us to be. Mm-hmm. And and I think that um, me going through counseling and me looking at my grandmother, my great-grandmother, it was just so many things that were uncovered about, like, why was I this or that and why was this happening? And the book that we used was called In Search of Significance, Mm. So that's when I had to learn to start saying, I'm not good at this, or I I haven't been emotional because I learned to shut off my feelings because I had to be strong. Mm. So I didn't cry. I did as a little girl, but mm, you won't catch no tears and don't get too close. <laughs> but now, oh, I cry in a heartbeat, and I, and I was sobbed. Gutterly. Like, oh, I mean, but I had to get to that place to where I realized that I did have feelings mm-hmm. and that there were people who wanted to be there for me. But because I learned to be so strong so young, mm-hmm. I, I thought that I didn't need people. Mm-hmm. And so that first chapter actually helped me start uncovering and become more self-aware of who I was and who God had actually created me to be. And what was this book that... You read? Gifts. Oh, no. In search, in search of Significance. In Search of Significance. And it's yeah. like a workbook. It is a workbook. Now, what would you say when you went through your counseling was your breakthrough moment where you realized that you had these this protective uh, halo around you um, because you were kind of taught this is what you need to be? When that first time when I got um, laid off my job and my parents was like, you okay?" And I was like, yeah, but didn't realize that was me already starting to shut down. Mm -hmm. And that's what helped me come full circle when I really realized that it was me being bullied and all of that. But I had to get to a place to where. I was broken down so far enough to where I really had to look at, like, what's really going on? And the only common denominator in everything that was happening was me. Mm-hmm. And was I actually, sometimes I did say, was I actually bringing all of me to work? Or did I did I even think that I was just that good that I didn't have to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was when I first started realizing that. 
I was called to be much more and then that I was holding on to a lot of things that I think I secretly regretted as a kid because I had to learn to lead early. Mm -hmm. Like the responsibility was on me. So we had a guest on um, probably a year or so ago, uh, Dr. Gia from the Bahamas, who has a book out called The Strong One. And it talks about how a lot of women have to essentially carry this load of always being strong. And so you might want to reach out to somebody and share what's going on, but they start to unload on you before you even have an opportunity to, and you just be like, oh, never mind. You know, mm-hmm. or like you said, like, you know, you're going through something and you want to share it with somebody, but they're like, oh, you're good. And so being able to understand, okay, well, there has to be a, a safe space that I can say, no, I'm not, I'm not okay, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. I keep trying to tell y'all and y'all ain't nobody listening, you know? So, um, in this uh, book where you kind of share your story, what was it about your story um, that you really felt compelled and inspired to be able to share with other people about kind of letting those guards down to allow your childhood self to be healed so your adult self can thrive? I think the moment um, when I shared about um, me having to learn something about my grandmother, um, and, and, and at the time, it was about a relationship, and I couldn't quite understand why certain things kept happening. But then when I did some research, like... Um, on my grandmother and understanding that dynamic, it made more sense to me. What happened? Well, you can't just tell it's half. Like we know, you have to get the book. No, um, we'll get the book. We no. want to know. So, one of the things my I used to have married men always coming after me, and I was like, why are they always like on me? Mm-hmm. And so, um, Pastor Jesse, rest her soul, and she was like, well, tell me about the dynamics of your family, like. Your, your grandmother. And, and so my uncle is actually a product of a married, married man. Mm-hmm. So you know how they say the sins of a mother or the father, they trickle down. Mm-hmm. That's what I understood about generational curses. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily cursed in a way, but things just keep happening and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that was something that was never talked about in my family. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm sure a lot of cheating was going on. And, and and even the one relationship that I had, I stayed in a relationship for five years and I had been cheated on. But you learn to function in it. Mm-hmm. But then it, it comes way before me. But then you wonder, like, why am I doing that? Because mm-hmm. no one ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. But no cheating. We don't do that. <laughs> Not in Dr. Christie's house. No. (laughs) All right. Now, let's talk about um, your other book, um, Bold Moves Career Blueprint, 15 Steps to Achieving Career Success. Now, is that very similar to the Bold Moves Career Planner? Is it a complement to it or is it just a totally different work? It's a complement to it. Um, What this actually does is an ebook and it walks you through your professional chronology, like your first, the first time you were able to get a W-2, mm-hmm. why did you take that job? 
What did you learn from that experience? What, and, it, and it still kind of talks about some of the types of environments that you like to work to work in. Mm-hmm. But in this ebook, you're actually going to map out your ideal work environment. Visualize it. So you talked about the vision board. Mm-hmm. Writing this out to see, you know, like what what is it that I really want? And then taking the action steps to start creating that. Mm. And this is like, again, you're having to look at you and understand why you made certain decisions about the jobs that you took. Did you take it because it was money mm-hmm. involved? Did you take it because you, it offered freedom and flexibility? Or did you just take it because you needed to work? Mm-hmm. And when you start uncovering your why for taking jobs, mm-hmm. or even if it's becoming an entrepreneur, did you did you step out there because that's just what my family did? Mm-hmm. You may not be cut from that cloth. Mm-hmm. So uh, really... Getting to understand who it is and who God has a purpose for you to be. And one of the other tools that I use alongside of that is the Curacy Temperament. And the Curacy Temperament is based off the Myers-Briggs. So it's the same thing as the DISC, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's all personality-based. Personality and this actually helps you see, based on your personality temperament, the types of jobs or environments that you thrive in. Mm -hmm. And then it also gives you insight into how you handle conflict, how you should communicate with people who are different than you based on on their temperament. So it's really a holistic approach to understanding who you are from a professional perspective. Okay, so Dr. Christy, I'm about to come at you the way that I feel like most people at this point are probably thinking in regards to like being able to do the work. Sounds good, mm-hmm. but my time is limited. I got a full-time job. I'm a mother. You know, I'm, you know, uh, building on some new things, keeping my house clean, got to cook dinner. Where do you find the time to do these things to be able to legitimately put in the work? It is going to be based on a willingness issue. You have to find the time. You find the time to go to the concert. You find the time to do whatever, go to happy hour. You have to find, it's, it's about prioritizing. Mm-hmm. You can only prioritize and put things in perspective when they mean something to you. So you still have to go back to say, why do I want to do it? Because if I'm not fully committed to it, I'm going to do it just enough to say I started dabbling in it because I've done a lot of that myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I have to get to this place to where, you know what, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to make a change. But that's going to have to come from inside. And that's why I said you can't always, some coaches should be good enough in their craft to recognize when somebody's not ready. Mm-hmm. And the only person who's going to know it first and foremost is you. So what is it that you want? Because then I'm going to ask you what's your why. So why you want to do it? Oh, I just want a new job. That's not enough for me. Well, they might say, you know, it's a new year. I want to, you know, do some things differently. And my question will become, what did you do the same time last year when the new year came around? What makes this year different? Because it can't be because it's 2020. Right. It can't be. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? 
So are you, when are you ready to show up? When are you ready? And that's just like when you have people who've been in bad relationships and you wonder why. Why do they stay? Why do they stay? But they will leave when they're ready. Mm-hmm. So they haven't gotten to that point to where they're ready to take the steps. Mm-hmm. And that's when people will pay or invest in themselves to get the results. Right. You, I mean, you, you, you can't just do it in 90 days. Yeah. You can't. Because you have to really have methods in place to break those habits. And it says it takes 21 days to make a habit. But think about all the bad habits you had trying that you're trying to break in 21 days. You can't. Right. Wow. This has been good. Thank you so much for uh, all of this. Um, so we are going to listen to a little her. And um, I think we're going to listen to I Am. I think that's a good one to transition from this conversation so stay with us okay it's like the morning time don't want to wake up i just want to stay in bed but if i'm next to you i'm looking forward to just laying in this bed mm-hmm. oh that never gets old promise you'll never let go i don't want no one else so we should be chilling back ain't nothing wrong with that so tell me that tell me that Tell me on the best diet, I'll be feeling like yes, I am. You know, on the best diet, you be a fool and not take me as I am. Tell me on the best diet, I'll be feeling like yes, I am. You know, on the best diet, you be a fool and not take me as I am. Sweetest thing I know Like my favorite Lauren song And I need you really bad Don't take me for granted You'll be regretting it Oh, I should be your last Oh, yeah Ooh, that never gets old Promise you'll never let go Grass ain't green
feeling like yes, I am. I am. You know I'm the best I am. Be a fool and not take me as I am. Tell me I'm the best I am. I'll be feeling like yes, I am. I am. You know I'm the best I am. You be a fool and not take me as I am. Welcome back. And now it is time for our moments from the valley. So I'm excited to hear what Dr. Christy Monk has to say around her moments from the valley. And for our listeners who are unfamiliar with moments from the valley, this is a time where we will ask our guests to share a time where they did not know how they were going to make it out of a particular situation. So we want to know what that situation was, how you made it out of it, and then what was waiting for you on the other side. Dr. Christy. Wow. Okay. So my moments from the Valley is kind of a little different, but it actually leads into my second anthology, Love, Life, Lessons Learned, Single Edition. And in that book, my chapter is called My Will to Love. And so many years ago, there was this man that I dated, um, actually it's 20 years ago, and we broke up because of me, but it was because of me coming out of a bad relationship, a toxic relationship. And when I mentioned cheating the last time, the last person cheated on me. And there was some remnants of that that could have been happening in this relationship. And I wasn't going through that again. So we broke up. So he says to me, tell me now, do you want to be with me? And he called me like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, "Uh, you want to talk about this now? And he was like, yeah. He said that I said I didn't love him and I didn't want to be with him. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Fast forward, we break up. And the thing about it, this one guy has been that guy for me. But 16 years went by, right? Like, I would call him. And, you know, hey, I'm in town. And you have time. So sometimes he would see me. Sometimes he wouldn't. And... I was really like that special kind of food for him. I was like, there's something there, there's something there. And so one of my guy friends was like, Christy, well, maybe you need to just close that chapter before you move on. And so I invited him to come see me for his 50th birthday. And it was that test. Like, if he don't come, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Because I was comparing other guys to him. And I could not get a wholesome relationship because I was still stuck back 16 years ago. So he came and we've actually been dating long distance, um, two and a half years. And so the moment in the valley was not being able to be with someone that I truly know that I loved and I wanted to be with. And I was comparing everyone to him. But in that time, I went through the spiritual counseling. I became whole as an individual. And now that we're back together, it's like the best relationship ever ever because I am confident in who I am. I'm not dealing with the insecurities that I had from the previous relationship 
before him where I was being cheated on and mistreated. And I don't even know why I accepted it. You know, you're funny. You're like, what? Why? Um, but he inspired the chapter in the book. His name is Will. And so it's called My Will to Love. And the only way that I could be where I am today is because of the counseling that I went through during the time that we were apart. So it's been, we've known each other 20 years and, you know, we're dating over 50 and there's distance. So you got to be strong (laughs) to do that. (laughs) So that's my moment in the Valley um, as far as it relates to me coming full circle as a woman. I love it. It was a great way to bring it all together Mm -hmm. and to really um, share a personal testimony of how coaching is something that you not only do and you don't just do it, you believe in it because Mm -hmm. you've seen and you've reaped the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us. And I pray that it speaks and ministers to the hearts of our listeners and lets them know that there's hope in counseling and coaching. It's Mm -hmm. not just a thing for Mm -hmm. everybody. You just got to find that right coach. Yes. All right. Now, would you like to share some social media information so people can contact you for some some of your awesome coaching services? Sure. So my website is christymonk.com, and that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-M-O-N-K.com. And then on social media is Dr. Christy Monk, and that's on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. It's D-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-M-O-N-K. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Dr. Christy, for joining us. And thank you at home for joining us for today's edition of the Woman Behind the Business talk show. Uh, Please be sure to check out past broadcasts on our website, wbbtalk.com. And now you can start registering for the Woman Behind the Business retreat titled Vision 2020, using scriptures to propel you to new dimensions. It's all happening on the beautiful island of Nassau, Bahamas, February 20th through 24th at Bahama Resort and Convention Center. To register, visit wbbtalk.com backslash registration. And of course, follow us on social media at wbbtalk. A special thank you to our show producer, Kyle Murdoch, and our program director, Max Myrick. Until next time, stay blessed.